thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. I'm Brett Hill. I'm Damien Kristoff. And we're without Lawrence again. I, I don't even know where Lawrence is, is this time, Damien. He's, he's somewhere. Wait, he's in Sydney. No, I spoke to him. I just spoke to him before. And uh, he said, Brett changed the time on me and I've made other plans and I couldn't make it. So he blames you. I did do that. I did do that. It's, it's the old Adelaide half-hour time zone. It gets everyone. Why would yeah, you have a half-hour time zone? Anyway, we do that in Adelaide. Uh, over here living in the future. <laughs> well, this week we've got a great interview, Damo. We've got the founder of an online natural beauty company, Orly. Orly was yeah. born when Joe decided to merge her passion for natural skincare together with her professional background in accounting. Another accountant, Damo. I know you're very passionate hey. about accounting, Damien. <laughs> very passionate. Loved it. She created an organic beauty hub that was founded on amazing properties of natural ingredients backed by evidence and scientifically based research. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Joe Lamb. Hi, how are you? Great, Joe. Great to have you on board today. Um, it's going to be fascinating to talk about, I think, this organic beauty um, topic because it's such a big one. It, it's so under undervalued, I think, how much what we put on our skin ends up into our bodies and how unregulated it seems sometimes the beauty companies can be and, and the beauty products can be in terms of what's put into them and ingredients and all those sort of things. So I'm really looking forward to hearing you tell us all about that. Um, but but let's go right back to the start, a passion for accounting and then using that to get into natural beauty. How did this all come about, Joe? Well, it's a passion for skincare with a background in accounting. So I wasn't passionate about accounting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I read that as passion for accounting. I thought that's fantastic <laughs> that someone has a passion for accounting. because The other way around. Um, well, I've always been passionate about nutrition and clean living and always been really mindful about how I fed my family. So I felt that we were living a very clean, low-tox lifestyle, never really gave my toiletries or cleaning products much thought. Um, after my third child, I started to get lots of skin flare-ups and allergies. And after doing a bit more research on the ingredients in my skincare products, I was really shocked at how my skin was effectively the gateway for toxins. So I was the perfect example of someone who was eating healthy, but slathering loads of toxins on my skin and exposing them to my family as well. Um, so I went out and sought some, you know, natural skincare brands. I thought it would be a very easy process, but little did I know, um, there was just so much greenwashing in the industry. So I became a bit of a forensic scientist, starting to decipher codes and ingredients and then came up with a collection of quite beautiful brands. Um, I shared this with my friends and they said, hey, now that you've got a collection of really good products, why don't you make it easier for everyone to kind of, you know, go and buy them, share that information around. And so in a nutshell, that's how Oli was born. Oh, that's fascinating. So it, it's really through, you know, trial and tribulation that you've been able to bring this together. I, when I first heard about this interview i was thinking oh you're actually manufacturing your own brands but or your own thing but are you actually um assembling different high quality products and and bringing it to a website is that what you're doing absolutely so i yeah only is basically a boutique of um small batch niche um australian skincare brands um quite a few of these brands are you know underrepresented and i just and very few people knew about them 
So I just thought, well, I'll curate them under one umbrella. Mind you, I do have plans underway for our own range. So that's, that's something exciting that's coming up soon. So, Joe, tell us about the products. I mean, well, I guess before we get to the products, tell us about the organic skincare industry, you know, and the skincare industry in general, I guess. What was it that motivated you to want to, to start promoting these organic products? You know, what, what are the biggest issues going on in skincare at the moment in terms of the products that are out there that are, I guess, non-organic, the ingredients that are in them and the effects that's having on people's health? Yeah. Well, I think it's common knowledge that there are a lot of toxins in um, conventional skincare products. So, you know, you have DHT, you have formaldehyde, you have toluene, you have SLS, methylparabens, polyethylene, glycols, um, all kinds of synthetic chemicals. Now, they, they're quite contentious because there are countless opinion-backed studies that are for and against these products. So for everyone that say, for anyone that says um, these products are causing cancer, um, someone else will say, well, there hasn't been enough evidence to show that. But uh, from where I'm standing, it's, you know, rather than engage in a huge argument about it, I just choose to look at it very simply. I think we're natural beings made up of natural cells. Um, and I think the best way to nourish our body is the most natural way possible. Um, like food, I don't want a diet of supplements. I want a diet of real food. I don't want a synthesized version of one active ingredient. I'd rather have it whole. So with that philosophy, I want a natural diet for my skin too. Um, That's and, nice. Yeah, and it's all about nutrition and nourishing. You know, making each drop count. We should treat it the same way as food calories. There are empty calories that junk food gives us and there are calories that count. So, you know, empty calories are addictive, they make us feel good, but it doesn't help our body in any way. We want calories to go towards, you know, repairing, nourishing and fueling our body. Um, and there are so many products out there with, you know, cheap fillers, petroleum, water, alcohol, emulsifiers. I just want skincare, you know, every drop of skincare to be filled with vitamins, minerals and um, anti-inflammatory properties and essential fatty acids, all those good things for my skin. That's so nice. I love that you have, as a, a, you mentioned before, a diet for your skin. Yeah. To be, uh, to be whole food, you know, or wholesome, which is a great way of looking at it because many people consider that the skin is a protective barrier that protects everything from the inside. But, you know, it's really important to understand that there's actually not just, it's not like walking into a house it's you know where there's space and there's air everything's interconnected everything's joined together and um and the skin is actually part of what your bones are and your bones are part of what your immune system is and so on and so forth so that's a really great point that people could be aware of now that uh they're feeding their skin with whatever they put on it i like that exactly i mean if you don't eat it you know if you're not happy to put it in your mouth i'd say i, I wouldn't put it on, on the skin it's as simple as that um i don't really want to get into an argument about, you know, the studies that are out there, the, the research for and against parabens, does it cause breast cancer, does it not? Um, I just choose to, you know, walk the natural path. I think, you know, the more natural it is, the better it is for you. And there's no, you know, surely we can't argue against that point. Yeah, oh, look, you won't get any arguments from us on this show at all, Joe. We, we you know, we're very, very pro 
um, good nutrition, both you know inside and outside. But what I'm interested to see is I've just been having a little a, a scour around three brands, and brands that I expected to see on there aren't on there. And so I'm not going to mention any brands just because some of my friends actually run some of these brands. So I'm thinking, what what helps you decide on what uh, would you know be part of your shop and what wouldn't be part of your shop? Well, initially when I set up my shop, I I wanted to represent smaller brands, smaller businesses. Um, as a startup myself, I think it was nice to give smaller brands a leg up, you know, and a voice and a platform. Um, with quite a few of the brands, I think they, I, I thought they didn't showcase their products in a way that was um, um, that was relevant to people. Um, I, and it's hard for one brand with five products to get their message across. So I thought if I could create an umbrella, a hub of you know, a collection of small brands, um, I could draw more attention to it and just support small businesses. Um, and all the suppliers, all my suppliers are so passionate about um, the environment. They're so passionate about, you know, genuinely passionate about well-being. They're so much less about the dollar value and the advertising and the, and the overheads and the rental of big, you know, prime retail spaces, they're really all about that natural ethos. And, you know, that resonated with me. Hey, Joe, you know what struck me when you were talking just then about the, the evidence and the research that's there? And I, and I know you don't want to go into, you know, the pros and cons of that of too much detail. But one of the things you said was that, um, you know, when we're looking at these particular products, if, if we're not, you know, th- if there's not clear evidence that there's a risk there, um, then they kind of stay on the market and, and that's sort of considered okay. And, and that strikes me as interesting because obviously, you know, if we were to bring a new drug onto the market, then before that would become available to people, you would have to actually show evidence of safety. You know, it, it's not just considered safe until it's proven to be risky. Uh, but it seems like I guess it's the other way around with, with skincare and products like that, that maybe it's just assumed to be safe until you can actually prove categorically that it's not. Is that the way they do it with skincare products? Yes, it's very unregulated, um, and it doesn't come under the um, the TGA umbrella because they're effectively not drugs. So, uh, you know, if you don't claim to um, cure something, um, or if you don't claim to cure an ailment, you can kind of skirt around it. So there, there are no real requirements on these labels. That's the interesting thing. So really, you're reliant on um, you know, self-research and the in- integrity of the brands, really. It's a fascinating thing because it's such a highly regulated marketplace, the vitamin industry, so everything goes into your body, like Brett said. So it's, you know, obviously the reverse. And I think there's a lot of trust out there with the community and uh, and people, you know, I suppose, just assume that uh, that what they get access to is only going to be safe because the, I think that most people will be devastated to know that um, there is no regulation or the regulation is actually quite poor. With regards yeah. to uh, to all of this, how do people find out what is good for their skin um, and what isn't good for their skin? Is it just an assumption because it's a big word? Because I know that you can make a big word out of coconut oil or you can make a big word out of, um, you know, salt. Or you, you know, there's so many ways in which you can make big words because for whatever reason, scientists like to, you know, make things sound complicated. But d- just because it's a big word doesn't mean that it's bad. Is that kind of where we've got to go with that? No, not 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 the case at all. Um, I think at the end of the day, it is still about you know doing your own research. Um, um, there is you know we have the internet, and it's I mean a good example I suppose is alcohol, and 
you know, alcohol in, is, is ripe in beauty products. And some people have the misconception that all alcohol is bad, but that's not really true. So there are some alcohols that are, you know, with like methanol or ethanol or isopropyl alcohol, and they are drying for the skin and they're, they're not that good for you. Um, however, there are also other forms of alcohol with um, like sterile alcohol, cetyl alcohol, decal alcohol. And they are the fatty alcohols and they are harmless. So, yeah, big names or, yeah, chemical sounding things doesn't necessarily mean bad, I suppose. You know, you still have to do your, your own research on it. And so, so gin and tonic, Joe, is that okay for my skin? I love gin and tonic, yeah. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Brett, that's just come out of your mouth, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, have you, when was the last time you had a gin and tonic? Late again? Oh, probably <laughs> within the last couple of weeks, Dan. I'm 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 not oh, a total teetotaler anymore, Damo. I, I said God. that live at the summit. Do you not? Oh my gosh! I can't believe it. I've I've had to stand up, but I'm going to have to sit down. Joe, this is groundbreaking news. Like this is unbelievably groundbreaking news. I'm very excited about it. I must say, but this is groundbreaking news. All right. I was going to have amazing. one with you, Damo, when we were doing the reviews after the summit, but no one else was drinking, so I didn't. I, I just assumed oh. we were going to have one together. I would have fallen off a chair. I would have, I would have actually, yeah. I would have literally fallen off a chair. Where, moving moving back on topic, Joe, uh, when we are looking <laughs> no, at... No, this is big news. <laughs> when no, we are looking great. at ingredients... Back on topic, let's go back, let's go back. So gin and tonic's good for your skin. Gin and tonic's right? good for my skin, good to know. <laughs> when we are looking yeah, yeah. at ingredients in our, um, in our skincare, Joe, um, you know, a lot of people want to know, you know, what sort of things they should be looking out for. Um, and also, you know, a lot of people who listen to our show probably, you know, make their own stuff as well. You know, lots of people are using coconut oil, they're using essential oils, they're using, you know, all sorts of, you know, aloe vera, all sorts of stuff that they, they can get hold of at home and sometimes even making their own. So for people who are, you know, picking up products and looking for good ingredients or wanting to add some good ingredients at home onto their skin, what are your favorites? Yeah. What are your go-to ingredients that people can use um, that are really great for the skin? Okay, well, for a start, um, back to the, you know, what, where's the best um, database for, ingre- for skincare ingredients? Um, I would recommend people go to the Skin Deep website, the EWG website, um, Environmental Working Group. So it's a not-for-profit website, and it's got a list of, um, it, it kind of ranks the toxicity of different skincare ingredients. Um, it's not the be-all and end-all, but it's a good marker of what's toxic and what's not. So that's a good database to go to. Um, and in terms of making your own, absolutely. I think that's how I started, um, or before I started looking for skincare brands, I was kind of juggling and, you know, creating my own concoctions as well. And I was a bit nervous initially. I thought I had created such a dependency, you know, for 20 years on expensive beauty products. Um, I thought by ditching them all that I would age overnight, but obviously that didn't happen. And my skin has never looked better. So uh, for top, um, easy-to-use, homemade DIY recipes, I would say go with a sheer butter base, a cocoa butter base, um, jojoba, argan oil. Um, Those are really good bases to make skincare products. And then just add on your favorite essential oils. And there are so many other, like there's marshmallow root extract, there is uh, kakadu plum, um, you know, Australian native products. There are like such amazing products out there, really, that you can add on to your skincare. And again, every drop should count. 
that's a that's a great great call. It's a great point. I think I, I, I often um, look at what people put on their skin, and I wonder, you know, what is their driver? What's their motivation to put all of these things on their skin, and and why do they do that? Do they know? Um, and for many people, it's the fear of aging. That's the fear of getting a wrinkle, um, or the fear of promoting that they've been smiling for most of their life. You know, this is the way I kind of look at it. Um, and yeah. so I, uh, I, I'm, I'm often, you know, perplexed. When you say, I mean, I've looked at your skin and you look like you've got porcelain skin like uh, our great mate Lawrence Tam does. And I think part of that will be genetic. But do you find that uh, some people's skin actually can regenerate and can, you know, look much better and healthier and, and fuller when they do make the switch to a, a, a less toxic or a non-toxic uh, skincare range? Um, it takes time. I think the gist of it is um, healthy health. Good skin is actually healthy skin. There are no shortcuts to it. Um, you know, you have to nourish your skin from the inside out and the outside in. So to have good skin is still ultimately about a lifelong commitment to eating well, exercising, and looking after your health. I mean, there are, you know, quick fixes. There are invasive surgeries. There are injectables. Um, and, of course, there are genetics. But the reality is they're only temporary. It's really what we do every day. It's what we eat every day and what we put on our skin every day that counts. Um, I mean, some products out there are actually, yes, detrimental to your skin because they, they can erode your skin's barrier. Um, mineral oil, for example, that it can clog up your pores and kind of coat your skin like plastic. So a lot of things like junk food, like they feel very good initially, but over time, um, it does nothing for your skin. Yeah, it's such a good point, Joe. You know, I had a uh, my ex-wife was in um, was in the media, and she was often you know invited to go along to these launches of skincare products and all those sort of things. And I can remember going along to one of their launches, and they had girls there with little microscopes looking at everyone's skin and telling them what sort of products they needed and what they should do. And I found it particularly amusing when they got to me. They looked at my skin under the microscope and said, "My skin looked great," and wanted to know what products I was using. And, uh, and I had a bit of a chuckle there because, as Damien will testify, I'm, I'm not into using any sort of products. You know, if I manage to get some soap and some deodorant on me, I'm having a good day. And so, um, you know, using those products is not something that I do at all. And, and so just eating well, exercising, you know, making sure you're doing the right things is, you know, the best thing you can do to have that healthy skin from the inside out. So I think you're absolutely right there, Joe. Um, but, but coming back to the ingredients, you know, you've mentioned, I guess, the stuff that we should try and add in and, and whether you're looking for that in the ingredients label on the products in your shop or whether you're doing that yourself at home. But people are also going to want to know what are the key ones to, to look out for? What, what are the real sort of, I guess, buzzwords or labels they should be looking out for if they see on their products that maybe they should really rethink uh, the products they're buying? Because as Damien said before, there's some real trusted brands out there that people think are great and you know some of the most trusted brands when we look at you know i look at some of the baby skincare brands you know there's one particular one that has a fantastic name that people think of the go-to as the safest best thing to use on their kids and uh, and you look at the ingredients and and it doesn't match up so what are the sort of ingredients people should look out for in their skincare stuff um, that should be a bit of a red flag to them to think maybe this isn't the brand i should go for yeah, well, anything that promises to be natural but has, say, SLS in there, for example. Um, and SLS, again, comes in many under many labels. It can come under polyethylene, polyoxyethylene, polysorbate, um, um, with laureate, oleocetosterous. 
Um, they are a, a skin irritant. Um, they're not only bad for your skin, they're also bad for the environment. So I would stay right clear of those. Um, fragrance is another big thing. Um, and that's really, uh, unfortunately, rife in um, a lot of natural, natural in inverted commas, products as well. Um, they are associated with so many allergies and respiratory distress. Um, and, you know, I, who hasn't used a lot of perfume? Like we've all had perfume collections over the years. And what I've been hearing from more and more women is how over time they've just, you know, developed headaches when they're exposed to perfumes um, or they start coughing or their throat starts to itch. Um, it, it's all indicative of something in this compound called fragrance and it hides a concoction of up to 300 different chemicals, the one word. Um, parabens, I think that's quite contentious, but I think there are enough studies to show that it's, it's really not good for you. Um, and they kind of start with methyl, propyl, butyl, ethyls. They, they are, you know, they come under those names. Um, and again, petroleum-based products, I'm really not a big fan of, of petroleum-based products. They are normally used as fillers. They're cheap. Uh, they bulk up the product, but they have zero um, nutritional value. And all they do is just coat your skin like plastic. Um, nail well, that's, that's what petroleum is, really, isn't it? That's what plastic is, really, is petroleum. It, I'm gonna, I just want to hang on that because there's a really popular brand out there that's made with a fruit. That's an Australian fruit. Um, that everybody loves. They walk around with this little tube in their bag and they put it on their lips thinking that they're doing a great job and um, and it's made with petroleum jelly. Now, petroleum jelly, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the word petroleum seems to me to imply that it contains petrol now or petroleum. So I don't know whether or not I'm reading that wrong or if I've jumped to a conclusion, but it would appear to me that it wouldn't be a good idea to put petrol on your lips, particularly petrol on your lips of your children who have got chap licks just because it contains a bit of fruit in it. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think I know the brand that you're talking about. And I do believe that the fruit content in that brand is probably like 0.1%. And the right. rest. So you're just putting Vaseline on your lips? Yeah. It's like putting Vaseline on your lips. And it, and it, and it, you know, it can give you the impression that it's, that it's moisturizing your lips. But it's really suffocating, it's just coating it. And over time, your skin loses the ability to kind of produce its own natural oils because um, it's in, it's imbalanced and it creates such a dependency. You need more and more of that product to create that feeling of moisture, if that makes sense. And yeah, the other, does. yeah. And the, I mean, the other may, like, you know, another contentious thing is sunscreens, of course. And that's, uh, again, rife with um, loads of, synthetic chemicals um, and they can be absorbed by the body in fact that's how they work they actually absorb the uv rays and some of them actually um kind of you know they can cause cellular damage and cancer so um, more damage and more sunburn you know i've I found that in, in areas where we've had to wear sunscreen i'm not saying that people don't you know protect yourself but when we're in areas where we've used sunscreen because we came unprepared with view sunscreen, I've actually become burnt where I would never normally be burnt. And so I don't know, I question that whole practice. Hey, quick question here, Joanne. I'm, I'm actually going to cut bread off, but uh, it's, which I'm is a first to, for me. I'm used to it. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely a first for me. Uh, 
Joanne, I'm just wondering, there's a couple of little chemicals that come to mind, titanium dioxide um, that comes to mind. And I, I wonder how that could be beneficial for our skin when we put titanium on our body. And often I, you see titanium also in toothpaste and I kind of think, oh my gosh, we're working titanium into our body via sun cream as well as, what's that? I see you like Robocop. Titanium in your skin. <laughs> like, or like uh, Wolverine. We'll, be, we'll all be like Wolverine. <laughs> um, and But I, I just, is that bad stuff? Is titanium like bad stuff? Yeah, I wouldn't be eating titanium bags. So your eyes steer <laughs> away, well away from toothpaste that contain titanium dioxide. Um, yeah, I mean, toothpaste, it's amazing what they contain. Why do they have to contain SLS or titanium dioxide? Um, and, and, and antibiotics, like there's antibiotics in toothpaste, which you swallow every single day. And ironically enough, sugar. So, yeah, I, I don't get that either. But, yeah, titanium is used, obviously, as um, it, it it leaves, it when something contains titanium dioxide, it applies on your skin better. So, again, it you know, people don't like zinc-based sunscreens, although they're the best for you because, you know, it leaves a white ghostly sheet on your skin. But they work well by kind of blocking the UV rays rather than absorbing it and then subsequently releasing potentially free radicals into your skin. Um, so titanium dioxide, yes, it's um, detrimental to your health if you inhale it. Um, but the, you know, people argue that if it's in a cream-based form and you apply it on your skin, it's not quite small enough to enter into, to penetrate the bloodstream. But then, then you're entering the whole world of nanoparticles and that sort of thing again. So, um, yeah, the, the safest thing is not to go there. Well, Dama, firstly, firstly, Dama, I just want to say thank you for bringing me into the 21st century because I was dating myself a little bit by mentioning Robocop there. So you saved me with Wolverine. At least the younger <laughs> listeners will know what I'm talking about. I'm thinking, who is Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was going back a fair way, wasn't it? But, uh, Joan, perhaps you can just talk to us a little bit about the role of the skin because I think perhaps some people don't realise um, how important the skin is and, and how much plastering stuff on our skin and, and blocking up our pores and, and having these chemicals getting absorbed can really impact on our skin and the whole rest of our body because the skin is such a massive organ and such a vital part of our body. Can you talk to us a bit about what the skin is supposed to do and how some of these chemicals can really interfere with that? Well, yeah, obviously the skin is supposed to protect it. You know, it's a barrier. That's the, that's the main thing. And the skin is also a perceiver of, of stress. Your skin tells you, for example, if you're out in the sun, if, it, if you're out in the sun for too long, it, tells, it, it burns, it sizzles, it feels warm. It tells you that's enough now. You know, you've got enough vitamin D, it's time to go inside. Um, and what people do... Uh, you know, what people want to do now is say, well, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to slather you with some kind of chemical. So I don't, I don't hear your messages. I don't hear what you're telling me and I'm going to, you know, stay out in the sun. But obviously all these things cause problems in the long run. Yes. Um, your skin is a great detoxifier. You need your, you know, your pores clear so that your skin eliminates all the impurities from deep within. Um, it's great, you know, some women are afraid to exercise, they don't like sweat, sweat has a negative connotation for some women, but sweat is actually so good for you, it, you know, it releases all kinds of, um, of impurities from deep within yourself, so yeah, the skin has, um, you know, such an amazing function, and sadly, a lot of products that we're putting on our skin is thinning out the layer, so the skin barrier function um, becomes compromised. And with that, you know, you're creating 
a situation where people are developing more allergies. And again, like a vicious cycle, because then creating the dependency, more and more dependencies on on these products again. So um, it, the best thing to do is to go back to basics, just reduce the number of products that you're using on your skin. We don't need that much. And we only need good, natural, nutritious, safe products. I love it. So essentially... You don't need to run, race out and buy heaps of avocado so you can spread avocado on your body. You can actually go to orly, O-R-L-I.com.au and, uh, and check out the fabulous range that Joanne's got there. I've been having a little flick through and seeing all the things that we could potentially substitute in our house and, uh, and the ranges look absolutely fantastic. It's a beautiful, beautiful website, I must say, Joanne. It's, uh, it's really fantastic. Now, you're launching um, a new product range at the end of October. Can you tell us quickly about what's happening there? Okay, so the only product range, we're starting off with a range of natural fragrances. Um, we've got four scents. They are a zesty scent, a, a verb, a bois, and fleur. So like they, they're flowery, they're woody, um, zesty, and minty. Um, what these fragrances do they're multifunctional so they make you smell good but they also make you feel good they are made out of organic essential oils and they are a great hand sanitizer natural hand sanitizer they are a great nasal decongestant because you've got tea tree eucalyptus um peppermint all those amazing essential oils that actually help clear up your congestion um, and they're naturally antibacterial, um, antiviral, and antifungal. And they're safe enough to use on the whole family. So we're launching them at the end of this month. Well, thank you so much for coming on board today, Joe. You, you've shared with us such a wealth of information about this stuff that's so important for girls and for guys, you know, because guys are you know, not only buying stuff for their girls, but they also need to start thinking about what they're using in terms of soaps and shaving creams and all those sort of things as well in terms of the ingredients there too. So... I think everyone will have gotten a lot out of this episode today. So thank you so much for coming on board today, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And, yeah, I just wanted to say that with Orly, we're not about stocking a huge number of brands. You know, we, we really think less is more. Um, it's really all you need for your day-to-day skincare. We don't need 50 products. We really just, you know, each of us, we probably only need five. That's all we need. Um, and for women, I think I'd just like to say that everyone has their own natural and unique beauty. You know, it's important to focus on health, um, healthy skin rather than cover-ups or quick fixes and slathering on a lot of makeup. Really just embrace your own natural beauty. That's what counts. Beautiful. Well, that's a lovely spot to finish there, Joe. So thank you so much. Uh, for all the listeners, make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys, and tell us what you thought of this episode. Share this podcast with your friends and family and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. As you know, we do listen to all of them. Damo and I went through them all with you last week. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. Otherwise, you'll get abused by Damo like they did last week. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.